What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the William Penn Perspective, the very first episode. We are very excited to be with you here and get started. I am Vinny Z. I am joined by... Pat K. What is going on, guys? I am very excited for this. Um, Pat, I'm excited. Uh, a lot of good Philadelphia sports stuff to talk about. We just came from a very, very exciting weekend in Philly sports. Long weekend in Philly sports. Oh. A good weekend, but a long weekend. <laughs> it, it, a yes. Ups and downs. <laughs> it was a lot of ups and downs. Um, as we discussed, you know, the other day, uh, how we had everybody sit on the edge of their feet, uh, edge of their seat, waiting for a typical Howie move and and he did the polar opposite. We got AJ fucking Brown. <laughs> as well. Do I need to say more? <laughs> as well, we um, increased our uh, talent on defense exponentially. That makes one of our weakest points being our secondaries. Makes their job so much easier. And we'll get into that here. But uh, let's first talk about um, probably the least exciting um, team that we have Shortest right now. Topic. After that. <laughs> Um, the Philadelphia Flyers, there's really not much to talk about, man. I don't even know, um, it just, like, where do you begin? Um, it was a mess. I mean, it, it seemed like the whole, um, front office, they were just not even concerned about winning, about the team. Yeah, but, you know, we're they, two years removed from being the hottest team in hockey, and... We were the number one seed. Yeah. I, we have, we're the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, I just feel like, out of all of our, like, you know, we're such a pass- passionate, passionate, Fan base, and I just feel like out of all of our teams, it's like you would expect the Flyers fans, like diehard fans, to be more like I don't know. I just feel like this city lets them settle for mediocrity too much. Yeah, absolutely. Like we are just a middle of the pack team. Like when's the last time that they were like minus two years ago that we were like cup contenders for an extended period of time? Not so. I mean. Even, t- what was that, 2010, last time we went? Yeah, I mean, and even then it was just, a, we were good well, for, yeah. like, a, a, it was that, that year. year. And then after that, like, we'll make playoffs here and there. We don't go on a run. No, we're, we're literally, we're they settle for this done. first round. Yeah, get into the playoffs, get sent home yeah, in the first or second round. Good enough. If you get through the first round, you steal the round. You know, yeah. you stole that series, and then you get sent home. Yeah, if you want to call fair weather fans, like, no, like... <laughs> We love all of our teams. It's the fact that you consistently put out a shitty product. We're not even going to complain anymore. We're just going to not. Watch. And it's it's, it's mediocrity. Like yeah. it's just to me that's just like what do you? I can't I can't tell you last time I get excited to sit down and watch a Flyers game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't been excited since two years ago. It was the last game before, or not even the last game before COVID. It's the last one I got to go see. But like immediately after that, even they came back, they came out flat in the bubble, and then it's just been down. It's been progressively downhill since then. Plummeting. Aggressive. Um, they, tr- you know, Giroux's no longer with the team, and that I understand. There, they're probably uh, looking to get him. I think he went to Florida, looking to get him a ring. Yeah, um, in Florida, which hey, they're a hot. T- hey, we've won as many games in the last two months as they have in the span of a couple weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that is wildly embarrassing. Yeah, good um, for Drew getting out of this dumpster fire. Like, how we're, like, we're wasting Carter Hart and Kevin Hayes and Proby and all these young guys, and it's just they don't want to make a splash in the signing. They, clearly, the front office doesn't want to win. They should absolutely be fired. They put a piss-poor effort into the coaching search and just settled. Yeah, I just think they could be, uh, could be better. Um, and I just don't get how this team is constantly being allowed to 
and like you said, the front office and just them as a whole, like how are you letting them settle for mediocrity consistently? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really baffles me because we are a diehard fan base. We love our teams. We give them, you know, we 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 die for you know live and die by our sports teams. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the one of our teams is successful. Everybody's happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I go to work and everybody's like, "Man, did you watched the game last night," and it's like. Right, it's like the polar opposite of like the Sixers through the whole process. Like they're it's a piss poor team overall. It just wasn't a good team, but like people still came out and watched. People were like were watching the Sixers and excited about what they were going to do because at least the front office was like, "Hey, like yeah, we're not good right now, but like we're like we have a they plan." Have a plan <laughs> in place. I just this. feel like the Flyers There's don't. No plan. I feel like it's literally every time we just oh, let's spin the wheel. Let's yeah, uh, exactly. hope for the best. <laughs> It's just bad. It's really frustrating to watch, and you know, I, there's not much more to talk about about them other than develop a plan. Like know the direction you want to go, commit to a rebuild, yeah. or, or go get some big, you know, big time players onto this team and and compete one or the other. I think they should commit to a rebuild. I mean, it sucks. There are some, there's some young talent on the team. Um, like the only one I could like, you can really sit there and look at that roster and like justify keeping around like that. You would have to keep around would be hard. Like yeah, that's a, like you're. Not, we've been a revolving door goalie, a goalie until, for forever. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just it's something that uh, I think needs to be addressed. Moving on to another team that was in this situation a couple years ago. Um, they finally pulled the trigger, uh, and that is the Phillies. They got some. They brought Bryce in what two years ago. Oh my guy, <laughs> um, he's on year four now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is year three, right? Year three. I think this is I year think three. Year three just started. I think. Yeah, I think this is his third year here. Yeah, Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, now twenty-two. Okay, so this is his fourth. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. Wow, it's been COVID. Really, uh, that whole COVID year kind of. His contract has single-digit years left. That's scary. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, but uh, they finally pulled the uh, pulled the trigger on Bryce. Now he just added Schwarber, Cassianos. Yeah, um, I mean, even like our pitching's not great. But our we, bullpen has been um, very solid. Yeah, uh, not great, but ca- solid it's good enough. Like they're not costing us games. Yeah, at least not to the extent that they did last year. I know it's early, but they're really showing promise. We knew right out of the gate last year they were hot. Yes, <laughs> and it was scary because yeah, as soon as one of them went in, it was right a flip of a coin yeah. of whether we were still winning that game. No yeah, lead was yeah, safe. We could have been up nine yeah, runs. Our bullpen screwed Zach Wheeler out of the Cy Young. You know how many wins it cost them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like yeah. Good for him. He got a lot of no decisions, didn't add to the losses, but like they screwed him so much. <laughs> if he had, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, so it was nice to see some improvement there with the uh, bullpen. Uh, they did, uh, you know, acquire some offensive uh, threats now in the lineup. That is a tough lineup to face. Um, I just hope they in uh, something you know we were kind of talking about. Hope they can finally settle for just putting the bat on the ball and putting it in play. Yeah, exactly. Bryce been doing it. Like I. One thing I really want to bring up, since I think we mentioned it uh, a few weeks ago about the uh, the universal DH rule, or mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on an episode or if we were talking about it before, um, but I know pe- a lot of people were against it, the purists, aka the people who don't want the sport to progress and get better and be more entertaining, um, is the, the universal DH rule, it has been so huge with a lineup like this, because you got a guy like Harper, where hey, like he uh, her elbow can't field. In years past, 
we just don't have him at all if he's like that. Like, we're not going to throw him out there. Or he's going to get hurt worse if he tries to tough it out so he can be in the field, be in the lineup. Now he got the universal DH. He's been going on a tear. Yeah, no. An absolute tear. I think, what was the stat last uh, last night or the night before, the announcer um, mentioned he was like 10 for 26 or whatever. Uh, it probably was last night. As, the night yeah. before was uh, combined. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they were talking about our hits two nights ago. Yeah. Sadly, there, there was that. They picked a great night to let it happen to him because everybody in Philly was happy with. Uh, yeah, nobody <laughs> like it was like fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Howie Roseman, for delivering for us exactly. when we needed you to. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to see them settle for uh, the base hits now. Yeah. You know, um. It just seems like early on in the year. Now we're still really early in the year, but I'm talking, you know, that first couple of weeks just seemed like it was home run or bust. And yeah. um, with a lineup like this, man, you just put the ball in play. Yeah, you're um, going to get the home runs, but like, yeah, hit, they just hit the ball. They, I mean, you watch what the Rockies did. Make the Rockies, they couldn't field. They were terrible yeah. fielding. Don't get me wrong. God but, awful. But either way, like, if you put, that's what you want to do, put the ball in play. Stop, stop swinging for the fences and leaving, you know, two, three guys on base. Because we're trying to yeah. put it out of the ballpark every yeah, time. Exactly. Um, I just hope to see more of that. Um, and, and it's so early in the year. I just, like I said, hope we still uh, trend in the good direction. Um, moving on to the uh, last two teams I want to talk about here. They're going to take up the majority of the show. They're the, um, they're the two hot topics right now. And, uh, you know, especially coming off of a big weekend for both teams. And um, we'll dive into this Sixers, t- uh, Sixers conversation first. I think they're... Uh, well-deserving of it, um, finally um, sealing the deal and taking care of Toronto. Um, I was definitely concerned, uh, thought Doc was going to pull a Doc. <laughs> leave their husband in Great White North. Oh, please. Went to Game 7, you better leave Doc Rivers up there, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, hey, maybe a Mountie or something. Hey, bro, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I'll just let you know, uh, the uh, you're not allowed on the plane. <laughs> you are no longer. We always lost because of his piss. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it took hard and a little while to uh, to heat up. I mean, we had some uh, outside of Joel. I think that was a very inconsistent series uh, for most of the team. But I think uh, with Maxi Harris, Harden stepping up, especially the, the uh, game six. But. That's all overshadowed because Pascal Siakam is the biggest scumbag north of the border. <laughs> <laughs> he apologized. He, he apologized. Oh, uh, well, I'm sorry I broke your face with my elbow <laughs> because you celebrated when you were fucking donkeying us up and down the court all night. Sorry sorry, you can't take take a loss like a fucking man. <laughs> Baby, yeah. I... You fucking skinny prick. <laughs> I have grown serious hatred for Toronto. Um, all of them, all, I just don't like Canada anymore. Canada, they're not nice people. They're not. That, that's fake. There's it's fake, fake news. It's, yeah, it's fake-ass Canada nice stuff. It's like Minnesota nice. Like, it's all fake. You're all pieces of shit. They, I mean, they, they, not all of you. Just your athletes. <laughs> no, the fans, too. They were cheering yeah, injuries. Yeah, Raptors fans. They were telling, uh, yeah, exactly. They were, they were telling him, be, uh, chanting, fuck him, bead. You know, no, you know what, you know what, you know what, Toronto? Fuck you, Toronto. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad the series is yeah, over. pissed off at him celebrating? Yeah, scream it louder. Scream it louder while he dumps all over your piece of <laughs> trash stadium. <laughs> I 
am so glad the series is over. I'm so glad they took care of business. I hate Nick Nurse. He's a crybaby. It's fuck? so funny because I watched game. I hate the fucking. Uh, can I just uh, scroll for a little bit of a tangent? Oh, please, that please dumb do. fucking hat he wears at every post game presser. The NN for his initials. What brand do you have? Like you are in this league still solely because of the one championship. That Kawhi Leonard won for you. You guys bought your championship. They got <laughs> lucky. Shit that ball, shit even even the series versus that ball doesn't take yeah. a wild bounce to go in. <laughs> he might not even have made it. Exactly. Exactly. And then he beat a Golden State team that was literally like KD got. They cheered when KD got hurt. <laughs> you, they did. Toronto, you are the worst fans in the world. Why don't yeah. they get the heat that we get? Really? If we'd have done that, what every, we threw snowballs at a drunk Santa Claus. 50 years ago? He deserved it. Absolutely. That was taking a dump on St. Nick. Exactly. That was a piss poor excuse for We were upset he was not putting respect on St. Nick's name. Um, Should have threw batteries at him, too. <laughs> Piece of shit. Um, but it, it really it really is, to me, it just doesn't do... Uh, it, it, I'm so, I, I just don't get why we get so much national heat for doing the same thing, but we don't even do it that bad. They were literally social media saying, oh, they deserve it. I hope they all get hurt. We should go from Bede's neck. I'm like, what What are we doing? Are we sending out hits? Like you, I remember when Dak got hurt a couple years ago. We fucking hate the Cowboys. Yeah. But like everybody's like, like, you hate to see that to somebody. It, you never want to, you never, and do we want to talk about we, the biggest rivalry in probably top five in all sports is Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah, easily. We still, as Eagles fans, said, man, that sucks to watch a player get hurt. Especially a player like that. Because, like, I mean, I hate him because he's a cow. It's like how I felt about Romo. I hate him because he's a cowboy. He's a damn good player. I know it sounds blasphemous for my <laughs> Phillies fans, and the words are coming out of my mouth. But, you, no, you <laughs> never want to see somebody get hurt. Cheer an injury? That, that, that's no, not. They're health. Um, yeah, exactly. You know? And Toronto announcers. Huh. Announcers and paid employees but, said he deserved it. Yeah, he got what he deserved. He got what he deserved. You know what? I, I would like. You know what they deserve? They deserve an elbow to the fucking eye socket. Too. I hope next game, next game in Toronto, we'll find those people <laughs> in the front row because they sit right at the scorer's yeah. table. And Joel and B go for a loose ball, just <laughs> dive double elbows. Just you know them. what those fucking pussies did too? They turned off their. Uh, their DMs on Twitter. So I found their uh, their profile. Oh, really? So I'm sure they were getting shit on. Oh, I'm so And they're good. not even man enough to take it. Or no. Even you say it. some stupid shit yeah, like that, you deserve every good. bit of respect. If there was a way to somehow tag them in this <laughs> podcast description, they'd see it. Oh. Th- I'm th- shit all <laughs> over them. <laughs> they uh, they deserve every bit of what they, uh, they get. Should be fired. Should never. They should be fired. I hope their wives leave them. <laughs> Take the kids. <laughs> Take half his shit. <laughs> I hope he's homeless. And then elbow him in the face and tell him he deserved it all. <laughs> but I swear to God, Philly fans are not scumbags. <laughs> um, no, I uh, so glad because you know it's funny. I was watching you know just this whole Toronto thing, and we'll move on to the next series versus Miami. The funniest thing is about that crybaby joke of a coach, Nick Nurse. It's so funny. Game four, when we were getting slaughtered, he sat on his bench like this, <laughs> happy. When we cut it to like eight, I think, in like the final like four minutes, all of a sudden that big baby got up and started crying to the refs again over everything. I'm like, you? Oh. 
I can't. I, I need. Okay, let's move on to the heat series because right, I can well, go on. Yeah, I can go on for hours about how much hate I've grown for Toronto um, over these last couple weeks. Um, never was just. I don't. Know. Got to move on. Miami. Um, sadly, due to that, we don't have Embiid for the, at game least the first two games. But um, the Phantom of the Process, mark my words, will be back for Game Three. I fast. need him back. Phantom of the Process, baby. Um. It would be huge. Um, I, I honestly think, um, obviously, these first two games in Miami are going to be telltale signs of how the series is going to go. Um, it, it really is going to. We have to. If we, it would be great to to split. I mean, you're not going to sweep Miami in Miami without Joel Embiid. It's not happening. Yeah, they're too good of a team. It would be great if we split the series and steal one in Miami. I think that's best case scenario for us. Yeah. Absolutely. At least don't go to Miami and get your doors blown off twice without a beat. Because right. then, then you're coming to Philly down 2-0, no momentum, no like you don't you can't believe in yourself. Yeah. Make yourself be able to believe in yourself at the end of this, mm-hmm. you know, these two games in Miami. Hopefully Joel's good as far as the concussion protocol. Because that's what's holding him off now. Um when I was t- uh, read, it looks like the fracture is not going to keep him off the court. The problem, more or less, is getting through that concussion protocol. Um, personally, if Embiid comes back game three, I think the Sixers can win this in seven. They're not I winning so. it I, early. I think they, they need to get out of Philly with it with the series either at 2-2 or 3-1. I think that's the only, sh- the only shot. If we're down, if we're down 3-1, which yeah. is a... Uh, Huge possibility. Then I think, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just don't. Just the way they've been inconsistent, especially with Ch- Mister. Uh, I blow three one lead. Stock Rivers leading right, the ship. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God it was only a three nothing lead. That we had. <laughs> <laughs> had they won a game earlier, yeah, exactly. we would not be playing this week. Oh, um, I- I'm curious um, on your thoughts here. Um, who do you think is going to get the more of the minutes now at center for uh, Embiid, uh, Paul Reed, Millsap, or uh, Jordan? I feel like it's going to be a uh, revolving door in there. I think you're going to see a lot more rotations. I think Jordan just because of the uh, experience. But goddamn, dude, I want to see B-ball Paul just go off. <laughs> I really do. I'll be honest. I want him to be the story of the playoffs. I love that man. It, he went from the G League to the NBA. I love a story like that. <laughs> yeah, my big thing with him, too, is what I'd love to see is um, he can do it. I think he's slightly undersized is the, his only problem um, versus the real big, big, bigs. But... um. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a problem in Miami. They don't really, they're not like a super big team. Um, I think we can combat that pretty, I think he can combat that pretty well. Um, now we can't do it because we don't have Embiid, but I think when Embiid and now we come back, even going forward, I honestly like to try him out, uh, put him on the court at the power forward with Embiid on the court because we don't have a power forward. No. <laughs> it's Danny Green or Tobias when you have Thibault Like, You need a big power forward and we don't have one. And that's kind of what I seen that was a big problem in that Toronto series. Um, we were getting killed down low because they were pulling Joel high, and then we just they were bigger than us, and they were being more athletic yeah. to the basket. That's the thing that we, uh, now where we're getting kind of the opposite here versus Miami. They're more of a shooter. They're going to try to space the floor, move the ball, and uh, catch your defense out of position. And That's what I said. I think that game one is going to be a revolving door at the center. I, I think especially game one, they're good. 
they need to find the right matchup with that. Um, but I, I can also see, and don't get me wrong, anything can happen. Just tempering my expectations, I can see them trying to figure out the matchup more for that game. And then uh, I think I do think we lose that game, game one. Yeah, I do. But I mean, you know, I want them to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, so. it'd be great I, to sweep. I would love um, to just but, blow the fucking doors off Miami. But in game I, one. but just being realistic, I think there's there's a lot they're gonna have to try to figure out with this Embiid injury, this uh, Embiid injury, and him being out for two games. What what their plans are gonna be? Um, I definitely don't think it's an unwinnable series without oh. Embiid for the first two games. Right. I still think it's winnable. Mm-hmm. I think if he misses any more, though, yeah. um, you, you're just asking for a lot. Out of a already short bench, mm-hmm. um, I, I I have faith. I do. I'm trying to maintain positivity. Joel, but be back in game three. If he comes back in game three, I do believe we can. Very very uh, confident that we can win this in seven. Um, I mean, personally, uh, looking at it, I think it's time for James Harden to step up, be the guy uh, that you know you were in Houston. And I I really want to see. Uh... Because, like you said, it's not like Toronto where they're you know, super aggressive. It's um, more of a finesse shooter team. But I, w- I would like to see uh, Thibel come out. I mean, he's right. he played a couple games in the series, and, and sparingly against um, against Toronto. But I would love to see him come fresh off the bench. Uh, not off the bench, I think. He's going to get a lot. Yeah, he's going to get yeah, a lot. Well, him and Danny done. Green will probably uh... yeah, split. But I, I think defensively, that's going to be huge against a team like an uh, offensive you know, wagon. Yeah, um, especially if yeah. you're going to need him to step up on defense. I think he will, but I'm, I'm just really excited to see him coming off that, Um, you know, for reasons that we won't discuss <laughs> in this episode, why he wasn't playing in Toronto. Because everybody knows at this point, it doesn't need any more conversation. Yeah. But I, I want to see if it's if it's going to be the um, a little rusty because he didn't get a lot of time where he's coming fresh off the bench and he's healthy. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm hoping for him to come out, be a be a problem for those shooters mm-hmm. that Miami has. He's gonna he's got to do it early too. Yes. Um. You might we might steal game one just because uh, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that could happen with the uh, unknowing of what Doc's plan is gonna be for Embiid. Hopefully, catch Miami not ready. Um, that's tough. That's a well coached team. But uh, you know anything can happen. I can't wait for tomorrow night game one. And just to see, it'll give us a good idea how the series is going to play out. Um, but we can move on now to the uh, more exciting, the most Howie! exciting. Howie! <laughs> goddamn Roseman. <laughs> Howie uh, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> if you can see um, this draft pick list that we got going here. First round, we get the big boy who I, I've been talking about since I, I joined literally, this podcast. Yes, that was literally one of our top, <laughs> what? Three hundred and forty-one pounds, ran a four-seven. Four-seven. <laughs> it's a goddamn. That's a lion running at you. It, it really is. Um, it's, it's a monster of a man. Um, and people want to say like um that oh he's he's not conditioned or yeah oh Georgia only used him uh you know he was a two-down lineman, but do you also realize that? Uh, Georgia had five first-rounders on their defense. Yeah, they're going to rotate a lot. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why in God's name wouldn't you? He's going to eat up blocks. He's going to be along. He's going to be able to learn from Fletcher Cox, who, a big boy himself. Who has a lot of yeah, drive. He, he's more than just a run-stopper. Yeah. Like, he's going to learn some things from this guy. One of the, the best we've had 
on our defense in a very, very long time. Since the Buddy Ryan days. Yeah, it's huge. If you just think about, like, even, uh, you know, we get to a third-round pick. um, When you talk about the guys that we're bringing in, even our second-round pick, like, you took a look at our top three picks in the draft. They're all going to be working with, like, Eagle veterans that have been here their whole career who are going to be giving these guys a unbelievable amount of uh, knowledge. Wealth of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. like it's going to be crazy. You have Fletcher Cox with Jordan Davis. You have um, Kelsey with uh, Jurgens, And then you have... (laughs) And then you have Brandon Graham with N'Kobe Dean. Like, what more could you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you couldn't ask for anything more than this. I mean, like, Nakobe Dean fell into our lap. I get the uh, the health concerns and the uh, the pack, the torn pack, but even he said, like, you know, he's watching this draft with his mom, like, expecting to go first round, and it's like, like, why in God's name is this just coming out now, like, right before the draft? I, I don't or, know. Or, like during but the draft, I'm like, oh, why is he falling? Why is so he falling? Glad that he did. Absolutely. Because I sat there and. And, you know, we talk about it because uh, we watch this round together. Um, we watch actually the whole draft except for yesterday together. Um, I was worried, um, you know, the second round pick wasn't a sexy pick. Um, I think we thought we should have gotten a Kobe Dean then. Um, I will say it isn't a sexy pick, but how we definitely had um, a He's good idea was going solid on. Solid center. I yeah, <laughs> especially when you looked at it, I think like right after that pick, there was within the next. Ten picks at least, I think, three or four other linemen went off the board. So Howie obviously had a good idea of what was the best best one available. Because the other uh, center was uh, Linderbaum from Iowa, who's in in, in menace out there. But even a lot of people were grading Juergens so much higher, we get him in the second round. Yeah, especially... We didn't reach on the Yeah, no, especially, I was going to say, some people said he had him as the best center in the draft. Um, You know, kind of a 50-50 type deal there. Uh, I mean, more... Either way, it's it's a solid pick. It just I didn't personally love it in the second round, but you know you got to start at the most important parts of the football field, and that is in the offensive and defensive line. That's where games are won and lost, especially when you win on the defensive line. It makes your secondary's job easier. Now your corners are don't aren't stuck in coverage, you know, forever, and you don't have a quarterback sitting back there comfortably in the pocket picking them off. It's all real hard to dissect exactly. the defense when you're running for your life by from a two or three hundred and forty one pound guy who's moving at four seven speed. Who, who as of right now is the number three D tackle. <laughs> yeah. You gotta remember that's who he's our number three when you um, really think about it. I think he's gonna turn into a a, uh, a permanent starter as long as it pans out. I know you got temper your expectations and all that. But no, I think he this guy's gonna be a um a centerpiece of this defense for a long time. I think he's he's uh as much attention as he's gotten, he's super underrated because of all the doubts about being a two down yeah, line. Yeah, his run, drive, run his conditioning. Yeah, it's, it, it, did you see him work out at the combine? Like that is a specimen. Yes, that's <laughs> that's a monster, and I couldn't be happier. Um, he's gonna demand double teams. He's gonna eat up, like you said, the blocks. It's gonna free things up for everybody else. 
Um, and then, you know, you go into our two six-round picks, uh, Carrion Johnson. That's a really good addition. Very, very good addition. Surprising, too. I was watching a uh, – because, obviously, I mean, he went to Kansas. Like, who the fuck watches Kansas football? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> All the coaches and the players. Ka- Kansas. It. Kansas watches yeah. Kansas football. <laughs> exactly. It's a very small part of Kansas. <laughs> but I was watching him up uh, in – Senior Bowl practices, and I see him going up against Trevor Penning, who's that uh, the first round lineman for the uh, for the Seahawks, who was getting all the attention in the world for all of his workouts at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah, he's a menace. Absolutely, he's going to be a stud for the Seahawks. I think like that was a, a fantastic pick. But Kyron Johnson absolutely dummied him <laughs> in, in in drills. I was watching a highlight today. He get he his get off is so quick he he beats him to the point of attack he gets his hands in right inside and just bulldozes this dude. It's like um it would be like just size comparison. It's like if Kevin Hart was going up against the Rock <laughs> in a drill. Like it was insane. He like not even that like it's not even a finesse move that he got around him. He bull rushes dude back ten yards. That's. Amazing. A I didn't dude who see it, but those three hundred pounders for a fucking living. <laughs> it just, you know, that's a good addition at an area where we had needs. Um, and then the last pick, I, I, I don't know. Tight I end. like it. I mean, I, I mean, I think to team uh, need. Yeah, absolutely, I think backup tight end is huge. Uh, Calcaterra, Calcaterra. I forget how it's pronounced. He he played with uh, Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts at uh, at Oklahoma. They're very familiar with each other. I was watching some highlights with him. It's gorgeous. Oh, that, that, well, like, you're definitely yeah. we're definitely doing a really good job of building around Jalen. A lot of familiar out familiar out. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. With these guys around him, um, you know you have AJ Brown. He's got a great relationship with. You got Devontae Smith last year. Great relationship with him. Um, even um. To man, I'm drawing a blank. Center we got last year who played guard. Oh, uh, Dickerson, yeah. yeah, Dickerson, Landon yeah, Dickerson. There's all these guys. And, like it's good for him, and I I really do think like it's nice to see um see how we really like commit to this guy just be simply because like with all the needs we have around us, we had that we had the uh, collateral to go up get one of these get, get one of these um. They're not first round quarterbacks in this draft. I I don't think many of them at all are really gonna pan out. <laughs> But um, but really wanted to build around him, build around the strength of what the team is, which is we're gonna run. We want to pass. We needed we need receivers. I mean, now we got Smitty, we got AJ Brown. Another one is Devin Allen, who I mean, not that I think he's gonna be like a starter. He's gonna be a rotational guy, but absolute blazing speed. We get to see. Yeah. We get to see Quez in. A true, a true role of what he is. Who's a speed guy. We're not asking for him to do things that a number two wide receiver exactly. needs to do. He's yeah, doing but, true number three, just speedster. I'm gonna blow the top off your defense mm-hmm. stuff. And another, another side note: all these people talking about Jalen, like I hate the hate that that kid gets because he's everything you want in a, a quarterback mindset and leadership wise. Yeah, there's stuff he could work on, like act, uh, like you get a little touch on the ball. But people saying he has a weak arm are the dumbest fucking people I've. I've interacted with over the past year because everyone say, oh, oh, we can't hit a deep ball. Like his, one of his first passes was to Quez Watkins for what, 65 yards? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, 
he he's overthrown Quez Watkins, who is a fucking track star. Yeah. All the way downfield. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's the best passer in the world, but people said like questioning his arm or anything like that is. Insane. I think his biggest issue is he just needs to uh, adapt and and his ability to read a defense and dissect a defense. He uh, doesn't have good anticipation. Um, you know, he doesn't see these guys getting open until they're open and by the time that happens uh and you know in this speed of the nfl it's too late <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i'm not saying he's some all-star quarterback but he also at at the quarterback position took this team to the playoffs with nothing i mean Devontae smith that receiver his number two receiver was our tight end and the rest of our receivers, Quez, I mean, like, his role, obviously, in that, in that depth chart. You had him yeah. in a spot. It's not going to work, yeah. He then the other receiver you had is... Should be <laughs> Ship him the fuck off somewhere. I don't care where. I don't care what we get. I literally I really don't. don't. Dude, get, he's like, I don't know. Get, a, a get an extra water boy. We yeah, can keep get, our guys hydrated. Yeah, get a washing machine for the NovaCare facility for all I care. What's not in the budget? I don't care. We're going to get it. Um... Yeah, I definitely. I feel good about uh, how we came out of this weekend. Um, yeah, I do. And see what does. I did there? How we how we <laughs> came out of this weekend? See what I did there? And I do like it too because you know, I get there's question marks about hey, is Jalen going to be the guy? This is this year, 2022 NFL season is going to be the real the real test for him because all these pieces are in place, and we don't have to evaluate based on you know. Shitty weapons. Exactly. Now, if he goes out there and doesn't perform, that you have the next year yeah. to start shopping. Hey, exactly. what do we got There's out there? Much better quarterbacks coming out next year. We didn't give up any of our first rounders for next year. No. All, we still all have, all, we still have both, made. right? Yeah, we still have both. And, yeah, hey, if you're not confident in them, then this fun. is when you... Yeah, yeah you're still on a rookie deal. Cut your loss. They can move up and get a guy like, I don't know, Bryce Young who just won the fucking Heisman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, oh, let's get one of these guys. Oh, let's sign one of these uh, these um, these quarterbacks in free agency this year. Like, no. No. no don't fucking do that because you're going to have to give up way too much. And I think Howie finally was rational. <laughs> he, he did. He made all the right decisions, all the right moves. Um, I, I honestly very happy with everything that we did and how we came out of this weekend. Um, but speaking of quarterback position... A surprising one that we uh, signed as an undrafted free agent was uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada. Did you see? I was watching a highlight on him. Did you see he threw a seventy-yard bomb? Yeah, that kid has an absolute cannon. If it wasn't for his knee, he'd probably be. He would have been the first quarterback off the board in my mind. Absolute stuff. But he is a statue in the pocket, and I think um, that's what you got to give to uh, to Jalen. Hey, like if th- if something breaks down, he can get the hell out of there and run. Yeah, but this guy, <laughs> the cannon. But yeah, I think with the weapons we have, it would be successful. But oh, I see people online already talking like, "Oh, this guy has a cakewalk to the uh, the starting position." I'm like, yeah, hopefully he doesn't tear his ACL on the way on the way up the depth chart. <laughs> Especially uh, hey, in a league where pocket passes are, are a dying art. Yeah. Absolutely, dying like breed. you need to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got guys like Jordan Davis who are. 341 pounds flying at you at 4'7 yeah, speed. Um, you know, it's not, you, you can't just sit back there. You just yeah. pay the days of the Peyton Mannings and, you know, th- those type guys. Um, even like Rodgers can move a little bit. So, like, everybody in the le- in this yeah, league. It's a necessity. Like, you watch it even uh, now, his arm wasn't what it used to be. But Big Ben last year, like, yeah. he's not a mobile guy. He lost his ability to extend the play. And you could see he just got eight alive. He had to get the ball. Everything was a short pass because of, you know, 
you don't have that ability to sit in the pocket anymore. These guys are too quick. They're too quick, too good. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I do think we have still some needs. I'm kind of curious to see what Howie does uh, in free, you know, the remainder of free agency. Does he add another receiver? I don't think we really need one. Um, so. We still have Pascal. Yeah, exactly. That's another one we're ignoring. Um, I just don't think to Whiteside to tight end. I think the, like we're sold on wide like wide receivers were solid. I think offensive line solid. We did add depth, um, which has been huge for us because like our, our starters. I mean, so the last few years, Brooks, like we we've had to get these rotational guys, and, and it's been trial and by fire, and they have the best. The only one the best who, teachers around. Them. Yes, the only one who's we, and shout out Jeff Stoutland, the greatest offensive line coach in the history of the NFL. Yeah, literally what he does with our linemen. The only one who did disappointed would be uh, Dillard, but right. But even then, like I think he was hurt at some point too. Yeah, I think he could be serviceable as a backup. He's just not a long term starter. I don't think for us. I mean, and it's still early. You never know. Um, I think the only real big need our front seven looks solid. On defense, my only real concern is our secondary. Now, when you do add that depth to your front seven and you're getting to the quarterback a lot quicker, you're disrupting plays a lot sooner, it makes that job in the secondary easy. I always go back to our Super Bowl year. Our secondary was not good. No, it was god-awful. I mean, um, we, I mean, our safeties were incredible. That was an incredible yeah, tandem of McLeod and um, Jenkins. Jenkins. But, but who were Jalen Mills, um, <laughs> Maddox was, I think, our slot corner. Yeah. Sidney Jones, was he a corner on that team, or was he hurt that year? Was that the he year he was hurt? I think he was hurt that year. I he might have came yeah, through like in the hurt, second yeah. half of that season. I think he came back or something. I don't remember, but might have they were bad. I think he played in Super Bowl. I, I forget, but his career has been completely forgettable. So <laughs> Yeah, our, but our corners were not good. No. But what we were our able to do incredible. is yeah, quarterbacks couldn't sit and pick those guys apart because yeah, you'd had no time. You had, you had Chris Long, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. Yeah, Barnett and uh, Josh Sweat in there coming at you on every single play. Yeah, um, who else? You even had a couple other guys. Uh, Vinny Curry was on that team who did a nice job. Yeah, hell yeah. He was very serviceable. I mean, it was just we had a lot of guys that were good, rotational guys that got in, caused problems for the for the quarterbacks, and it makes your secondary's job easier. Secondary's best friend. (laughs) Yeah, because now I don't have to sit in coverage and hope that I don't get beat because I'm not that good. Um. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to see here. I wouldn't mind going to get a move uh, or making a move to go get uh, Tyron Matthew. That that would it be... It feels like the writing is on the wall for this move, too, because everybody's talking about it. It's like, oh, my God, why are we going after safety? Why are we getting... Um, you know, Kyle Hamilton yeah. also was an option with that yeah. pick. Um, and we went Jordan Davis, which makes me think this... This Tyron Matthew thing could be it could be could be in our future. Now it does... Uh, I was reading earlier, uh, the, I guess the latest reports are... Tomorrow, uh, sometime tomorrow, um, if he signed after that time, it doesn't hurt our compensatory uh, picks oh, for gosh, next year's yeah. draft. Mm. So, makes a little bit of sense yeah. what the holdup would be. Mm. Um, and there's still there's still hope. I if we do that, I honestly think now we are all the favorite to win the NFCs yeah, by far. Absolutely. Right now, I think it's a flip of a coin between us and Dallas. You know, mm. they lost a lot of weapons, but they're still. You know, I hate to say, but they're still a good team. They're a damn good team. Um, yeah. I hate to say, fuck them. But they're a damn good team. The Giants, <laughs> I still think they got a lot better in the draft, but they're still going to be young, need some time. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to hold that team back significantly. 
Washington, I don't think they are just they're so all over the place. Um I think their their defense is gonna come back healthy, that's gonna keep them in games, but Carson is gonna Carson. He's going to uh live and die by the big play. Mm-hmm. And I just think offensively they're gonna struggle. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that they're you know, like you said that Well they lost I, uh Brandon Sheriff too, so their O line is uh lacking significantly with that. They just let go of a, a pro bowl or all pro. Yeah, so I I'm curious. I think we are the one of the you know, right now it's between us or Dallas in my opinion. Um with us probably coming up on the uh Upside of that, just due to you know our ability to uh, or our, our our upside, um, where Dallas lost some major weapons, we've gained some major weapons. Uh, yeah, and I think too, uh, like we were talking about with the secondary needs. Um, I think that I mean we've seen it with the last couple uh, with some of the free agency signings, uh, well, undrafted free agent signings. We just got the it's, corner it's a, from Alabama, right? Yeah, Josh Job, Joby, I forget. But yeah, I mean, he, had, he was dealing with turf toe, but he's he was a two-year starter for Alabama, like on that defense. If you're starting in, yeah, exactly. You're starting in yeah. one of the, any of these Big Ten SEC schools. like You're playing the best every single week. Yeah, and you're you're a high, highly talented football player. Mm-hmm. Now, can you translation that ga- translate that game to the uh, NFL? That, you know, we, we, we all have to wait and see, but... I um I I feel confident with uh, the you know the outlook of this team. There's a lot of upside. We got younger and very key areas. That defensive front just got younger with the the additions of Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis. Um, the crazy thing is the youth in AJ Brown. He's 24 years old, I yeah. think. He's younger than than us. <laughs> yes, but even coming out of like the draft, like saying that, <laughs> so do I. It's kind of a alarming. Um. But it, it, it's a huge addition. That's I, I just I'm really excited to see what this team looks like in the field. I can't wait to see them get out there. Yeah, and I think those uh, those undrafted uh, free agent corners they're licking their chops looking at this depth chart right now, and I think we're gonna, we are absolutely going to find a uh, a diamond in the rough there with one of these guys. I I <laughs> being optimistic, which I usually am not. I try to temper my expectations so I don't get my heart broken year after year. <laughs> But I, I have a good feeling about oh, a couple of these dudes, uh, especially, like we said, Josh Joby from Alabama. Um, I, I think he's going to uh, surprise a lot of people. He should have been a day, I think he should have been a day three pick. I'm shocked he didn't get drafted, but hey, we got him, so who cares when we got him? <laughs> who cares how? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter how. You just got the job done. But uh, I'm excited for what this team looks like, uh, you know, getting the field. First, got to get through this uh, – Next series with the Sixer, um, and then it's football time. I can't wait. Football. It's right around the corner. Cannot wait. Um, but it has been fun. Uh, I enjoyed this uh, first time just sitting here, and you know we have talked sports before on, uh, you know, on our regular uh, entertain whatever called entertainment show, but to sit here and just dive in on strictly sports, Philadelphia sports as well, was a lot of fun. <laughs> fantastic other than that um thanks everybody for listening and we will join you all probably next week thank you all i love all of the fans all dozen of us pat loves pat loves everybody pat pat just loves everybody love everybody baby